What's up, Canada? Welcome to episode nine, Watch Your Lips, the PBR Canada podcast. As always, I'm your host, Cam Blackarujo, here on a Tuesday night, uh, first night of the MLB postseason. Just recording right now, uh, post Blue Jays game. Obviously, tough loss. We'll get into that in just a minute. I just wanted to jump into uh, some CPBL showcase talk from the weekend. Uh, so a three-day event out in Dorchester, uh, some of the best in Ontario, um, everyone from the CPBL, and uh, quite the loaded roster. Uh, first day, we had uh, Mitch Bratt, a Florida State commit, up against Calvin Ziegler, uh, two of the top arms heading into next year's draft from Canada. Um, so quite the matchup there to start the weekend. Uh, that was a fun one on Friday afternoon out in Dorchester. Um, offensively, uh, the two biggest standouts. We had a pair of home runs from the two of them, and actually Core Jackson, uh, 2021 Nebraska commit. Uh, he went yard on back-to-back at-bats on Sunday. And then Cam Chialoy, uh, younger player, 2022. Uh, he hit two home runs and, and turned out to be the MVP of the weekend. Uh, so yeah, just a, just a great event out there. Kind of seemed to replace T12, uh, which was canceled this year, obviously. And I mean, that's somewhere you get to see the best in Canada. But uh, so it was the best in Ontario this weekend. And obviously, uh, it's great to get out. Great to get out and see the players. Um, but just seeing the scouts and, and the Canadian baseball community and, and everyone, you know, coming together on what kind of felt like uh, the end of the baseball season. I know we have a couple weekends uh, left here on uh, the fall circuit. But uh, no, it was a nice way uh, nice way to kind of close out uh, a year in which, you know, we missed out a lot uh, throughout the summer. And uh, so on to the Blue Jays game. Um, Shoemaker got the start. Matt Shoemaker. Robbie Ray came in and relieved him. Very controversial decision. Um, that's all you all you heard about on the radio today. Um, and it worked out. It, it really worked out. The pair allowed one run over six innings, three innings each. Shoemaker was awesome. Uh, you know, a lot think uh, he even still got pulled too early, but regardless, it all worked out for the Blue Jays. But it was the offense tonight that uh, kind of was a no-show. They they turned it on a little bit late. We're only able to scratch one across the plate. Bo Bichette, sack fly. And, uh, the I mean, the, the big hit on the night was, uh, was the Kevin Biggio double in that same inning that the sack fly came in. Uh, they had uh, left several on in those last couple innings, but... Uh, Weren't able to to scratch any by when they needed them. Um, they ran into some tough pitching. Blake Snell was good tonight. Um, Manuel Margot two run home run in the seventh. You know that that really felt like uh, took the air out of that Blue Jays team. Um, but at the end of the day, it was it was a close game, and now their backs are against the wall. So they go 4 p.m. tomorrow against Tampa. It'll be uh, they'll have their ace on the mound at least. So it'll be Hunjin Ryu. Taking on Tyler Glass now on a loaded slate tomorrow, actually. So for what will be the first time ever, and maybe the last time for a long time, an eight-game slate of postseason games tomorrow. So that'll be a fun one. Parking on the couch. Enjoy it. Um, and we got several Canadians in the postseason this year as well. So we got Josh Naylor and Cal Quantrill. I uh, noticed... And uh, early on in the game, Naylor um, already, I believe it was a double. So he was one for one to start the postseason. 
uh, with Cleveland. Cal Quantrill uh, pitching out of the bullpen for Cleveland as well. Both of them moved over there in uh, the Clevenger deal at the deadline. We got Abraham Toro playing the infield for the Astros. Of course, uh, Joey Votto and Tyler O'Neill. Both, um, obviously, the NL hasn't put out their playoff rosters as of yet, and that should come out in the morning, but uh, the two of them are expected to make that, obviously. Um, And then we have four pitchers, um, you know, Tyler Paxton, Jordan Romano, Rowan Wick, and Mike Soroka. Um, All four of them are injured um, and and will not crack that postseason roster. But uh, if the Jays are able to move on, um, it is expected that uh, Romano, um, you know, could be ready to go at some point here. So he he might get off uh, that list of injured pitchers there. Um, but uh, I know several of uh, Canadian connections throughout the postseason here, so that'll be something exciting to follow uh, over the next couple weeks here as well. Um, and another postseason team with a Canadian, obviously not on the playoff roster, but he's out there with the player pool, Owen Casey. So he was uh, the top Canadian selected in this year's draft. Uh, he's a Burlington guy, played for Fieldhouse, and the San Diego Padres took him 45th overall in this year's draft. And he was actually kind enough to uh, to stop by the Watch Your Lips podcast, uh, kind of talk a little bit about his first couple weeks in pro ball. And so he was out uh, in San Diego uh, with their player pool, and uh, he's out in Arizona. Um, he's out in Arizona now. Um, so he stopped by, and uh, you know, just just gave us a quick update on on uh, you know what he's kind of seen in his first couple weeks of pro ball, and and how he's faring out there. Um, so it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll throw it to Owen now. Alrighty, joining us next on the Watch Your Lips podcast, we have a friend of the show. Uh, if there's been a PBR event in Ontario over the past couple of years, he's he's probably attended it. He was at uh, the Super Sixty back in February on behalf of Canada. He was at uh, the 2018 Future Games, I think it was, on behalf of Canada as well. He's attended a couple pro cases. He was on the 2020 Junior National Team this year, and he was the first Canadian selected in this year's five-round draft, 45th overall to the San Diego Padres. Welcome to the podcast, Owen Casey. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, so, dude, I'll get I'll get right into it. Um, you've been in San Diego. Well, it's, is it San Diego you're in right now? Yeah. Right so, now so you've been there. I think it's uh, almost two weeks now. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been doing down there? Have you been playing in kind of uh, some inter- inner squad games, or it's just been live abs? Just kind of what have you been doing down there lately? Yeah, so the first couple of days I got down here, uh, I had to quarantine, obviously. Then when I tested negative, it was just a go. So basically, a rather regular day would be get up, leave the hotel eight o'clock, go stretch for I think eight thirty, and then we'd practice. Uh, you know everything you could like think of, and then a game around. Sometimes 11, sometimes 1. Some days, some, some days are longer than others. But, uh, you know, I've been playing every day. Uh, we, only, we get Sundays off, which is a, which I like because, I don't know, like playing a lot. And um, I want to get used to the pro ball lifestyle, and this definitely kick-started that. And so who are you playing? That, like, are some of their top – I know some top prospects and stuff were kind of part of that player pool. Are they still down there, and you're playing against them, or how's that working? Yeah, you know, like a couple of years ago, I was facing Ryan Weathers. I think that was their 2017 first rounder. Uh, I've been here with uh, Robert Hassel, C.J. Abrams, um, you know, some veteran guys like uh, Jason Bossler plays in AAA. Um, but yeah, they they got some dudes down here in the in the player pool. And uh, so obviously, like you said, man, and I mean they're obviously a kind of a star-studded prospect pool already um, with San Diego. So. 
Um, has anything kind of surprised you from those guys? I would assume more kind of at the plate. You know, you, you faced uh, pro pitching back in March, but obviously that's a long time ago. So what have, what have been some adjustments and some things that have kind of surprised you? Uh, you know, like everyone can hit a fastball. Um, it's honestly adjusting to the off speed because, you know, these pitchers aren't, they're not, you know, your regular everyday pitcher, pitchers. Like these guys are like either taxi squad guys, um, guys trying to make it to MLB again, guys that, you know, first rounders. Um, like one guy, like Cole Wilcox, this year's third yep. round draft pick yep. from Georgia. That guy is disgusting. Like he throws like 96 mile an hour sinker ball, uh, sinkers and like they move like a change up. So it was the biggest thing was just getting used to the movement on the pitches, definitely. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And um, I mean, obviously, kind of like you said there, you, you got some some veteran guys, some AAA guys. I mean, you're 17, maybe 18 by now. Um, yeah. But for you, has there been anyone kind of that uh, that you've kind of stuck around to kind of learn a little bit from them, or just kind of help, just kind of helping you in your first couple weeks of pro ball, or? Um, I mean, not necessarily. Like all the guys are great; they're all helping with stuff and everything like that. Um, I remember one day I had hit it. I was getting hitting tips from Yonder Alonso, and then I went to, to the outfield and was getting outfield tips from Greg Allen. So I mean, it's been pretty good. You know, every every guy has been pretty nice to me. You know, had no problems. But uh, I haven't necessarily stick around anyone because we're now we're all on our own here. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, everyone's been super super nice to me and like kind of showing me the ropes. And so, dude, I know you, you kind of mentioned it uh, a couple minutes ago here, but I know you're a guy that likes to likes to play. You like to be on the field. I know you're you're very you know hard on yourself and stuff like that at times. Um, so for you, was it kind of hard leaving home, or for you, like this is the dream? You're probably I, I'm sure you were just kind of itching to get it started um, after getting drafted and and then kind of not really seeing any baseball for for five months or so. Um, so was it kind of hard for you leaving home, or you're just excited to kind of start getting after it? You know, it was hard leaving home, obviously, but my time had come to leave, and my parents obviously knew that. You know, it was very, it was definitely more happy than sad when I when I left because you know everybody wanted me to go because this is what I've wanted for the longest time, and um, I was just super pumped to get down here. But at the same time, you know, there's always that like kind of oh, what if I, what if I don't adjust well, kind of type of thing. Like you always think in the back of your mind, but um, you know, after the first couple of days here, I was fine, but uh, it was definitely, you know. In my family, like the emotions were de- definitely happy. Um, and just kind of, you, you alluded to it a little bit there, you know, like w- what if I don't make those adjustments? And obviously, for any young kid, especially high schoolers, right? Like the the jump is 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 pretty substantial. So for you, I mean, you obviously had some extra time to work on things. Um, what were you kind of doing during those months to to help help get you prepared to go down there for pro ball? To get as big and strong as possible. Yeah, dude, I, because, I saw you I know, deadlifting. Yeah, yeah, to get as big as strong as possible because I know these American boys are uh, they're they're all big, like they're all huge, all pro guys. It's just different, you know. Being around pro guys, everyone's big. No one's really small. Everyone's you know, everyone's built. Um, and that was main, my main thing was I wanted not not necessarily get bigger because I am still a bigger guy. It's just um, get strong, get super super strong because I realized throughout the pro ball season, like I'm heading to Arizona in a couple of days. Um, you know, dry heat, I'll lose some weight. So if I get strong, um, if I get strong, I can still keep that uh, strength up with it, with losing a little bit of weight. That was definitely what I worked on the most. For sure, for sure. And um, so you're, you're talking about uh, going down to Arizona. So um, I would assume you're going to the Padres uh, spring training facility down there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, I think we'll be down there for six or seven weeks. Okay, and then what's that? Is yeah. that just kind of, will you guys be doing inner squads and stuff like that? Or, um, we'll be it's just playing kinda, other teams. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. we'll be playing. I think I think the Dodgers, Seattle, because we share the complex with them. I'm pretty sure, um, and one or two other teams, like maybe the Cubs or something like that. That's who we'll be playing. That's what I've heard. So what? How yeah. how stoked are you just thinking about that? I remember uh, watching that Blue Jays game in March, and that's I think that's the last time you would have played in in a pretty much a legitimate game. So I, I mean, yeah. how excited are you for that? Um, you know, I just want to see how I stack up against the competition, you know, because the other draft picks will be there and be like, oh, let's see how good the San Diego Padres draft was compared to the other people, but uh, other teams, sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm super pumped for it, you know, just to get back on the field and play like a legitimate game. Not that we haven't been playing games, uh, you know, with the Padres with the uh, alternate site, but it's just different. You know, you're facing off to actually like win something and, uh, you know, against against a different or- organization. Exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, I know a big part of your game, um, you know, is your work at the dish, your hitting, your power. Um, and you're a big on, on the hitting fundamentals. So um, is that something you've kind of, you know, is there a hitting coach down there or something that, that you know, um, you've just kind of taken that extra work with? I, I know you're huge on just getting extra BP, extra hacks. Is that something you're taking advantage of down there? Yeah, I mean, like every day we can get uh, early work, late work. Um, even when coaches are kind of just sitting around, I can go ask one of them, hey, can you just flip me a couple of things? I need to work on this. Um, they're all great. But, yeah, it's um, really good because, you know, um, I've been told before, like, oh, you can't really – you're really, like, on the down low with Pro Bowl. You know, you know, you won't do as much as you think you will. But, no, right now I'm doing, like, just my regular workload, and that's more than a lot of people. But, uh, yeah, I'm loving it because I can hit after and before whenever I want pretty much. Yeah, yeah, no, and I know, mm-hmm. uh, I know how long you like to spend some time in the cages. So, um, but uh, no, just moving on uh, to to the day. I mean, I know you obviously didn't become a Padre on, on draft day. You didn't sign obviously that day. But what was draft day like for you? Um, you know, what just kind of you know from from when you woke up and just I know it was obviously a different draft day being at home. But yeah, just kind of talk about that whole experience throughout the day and just you know who 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 was around you when your name was called and yeah, just talk about that moment for you. Yeah, I mean, I woke up, you know, I was a little nervous, obviously. I was trying to tell myself I was nervous, but, you know, it's human nature. I'm getting going to be nervous. So, uh, you know, I, I forget what time the draft was. I think it was like 5 o'clock or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was afternoon-ish. Um, yeah. And uh, I had my family around me, um, you know, because of, of COVID, obviously. I had my family around me or something yeah. like that. You know, emotions were kind of, oh, how early is going to go or how late is going to go. I knew I was going to go a little bit earlier in the second round. But uh, I kind of wanted, like, I don't really mean this, but I wanted to get it over with, you know. I didn't want to keep, I, I didn't want to keep waiting and waiting and waiting. So when the Padres called and um, they wanted me to go 45th, I took the opportunity. Yeah. So obviously, you talking there um, about, you know, not being excited that the draft is over, but just kind of being a little relieved. Um, and I know you kind of said that to mm-hmm. me when we talked a couple weeks ago. So is it just more or less, you know? Um, all, all the events for the scouts and things like that, always having those eyes on you, you know, having to do all these phone calls and things like that. It's is it, it's just a relief to kind of get that stuff over with and, and, and just get started. Um, yes and no. Like I did, I did love it. I enjoyed it a lot. But um, when I heard my name called, uh, I immediately thought, okay, work starts now. Like, how long is it going to take me to make it? That's what I really thought during my mind when my name got called. I was like, okay, it's starting now. Um. And, you know, this is what I've always wanted since a young age. So when I heard my name called, I was like, okay, I made it this far. Let's see how far I can go from now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and so for you, obviously, so once you got home from San Diego when you signed, was there kind of like a moment there for you where you were like, 
oh shit, like what do I do now? You know, with with no minor league season and things like that, or another part of you was like, you know, j- just keep grinding and and eventually, you know, th- things will be back. Um, you know, when I got home, you know, day later, went and go train. My my thought process just uh, keep doing you and um, maybe mixing a high velo machine here and there just to just to get my eyes used and everything like that. But um, yeah, it was kind of tough to think about it because there was no no season, no minor league season, um, and there was really no guys throwing in Ontario because uh, of the COVID and everything like that. Yeah. But um, you know, it was just do my regular thing and train as hard as I can. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, I mean, things are a little different now. Um, but at the time you were drafted, um, San Diego had quite the load of Canadian prospects. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. two of them got shipped got shipped out. Um, but uh, did any of those two, uh, either Quantrill or Naylor, did either of those two reach out to you, you know, following uh, your, your draft day there? Yeah, um, uh, Naylor actually reached out to me on Twitter. He DM'd me, you know, saying, like, congratulations, you know, I uh, can't wait for you to get down here. And when I was actually in San Diego, you know, I met up with him. Saw him at the park, talked for a little bit. Uh, great guy, you know. San Diego Padres is a great organization. Um, you know, he's in, he's with Cleveland right now. But, uh, you know, he said they're great and they take care of the guys. And I've really seen that so far. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm going to move on now actually to uh, to that Team Canada trip for you then. So. Um, that was your first uh, experience against pro pitching. Um, mm-hmm. did, did anything kind of, you know, obviously, you, you, I mean, you faced Jordan Romano in that f- uh, first inning against the Jays. Yeah. So, I mean, did any of that, uh, did any of that kind of surprise you? Was it kind of when you first stepped in the box and watched that first pitch where you like, geez, or, or what was that? Just what was that experience like? Yeah. So he threw me three sliders in a row. Um, Gotta love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, went down, uh. Went down looking first. First eight against the Blue Jays was uh, strikeouts. I wasn't too happy with that, but uh, yeah, it was it was kind of surreal, you know. First time facing facing a big league pitcher that's upper nineties with a power slider. Um, to be honest, he was kind of blown away by it because yeah. I've never seen it like that before. Um, and like the emotions all got to me, everything like that, because I'm playing the Blue Jays from Canada. You know, first time in I don't know because it's a legit stadium. Yeah, with and a we decent of, crowd. And... Yeah, there was a lot of people there actually. Um, but yeah, you know, I was kind of like starstruck for a little bit, but then I settled in. Yeah, you settled yeah. in. You went, uh, you went, you know, four hundred plus yards uh, feet, sorry, off the batter's eye. So obviously, like mm-hmm. you said, with the crowd there, you know, you had your parents there. There was a crowd. You know, you were playing the Blue Jays. Just talk about that moment for you. I mean, I obviously we saw the look on your face crossing home plate. Just, just talk about that moment for you. Yeah, so I stood up to the plate, new pitcher coming in. I think it was Connor Overton. Um, and I said to myself, first pitch fastball, I don't care where it is in the, I don't care where it is in the strike zone, it has to be a strike, obviously. Uh, I'm swinging. And um, I just wanted to put uh, the barrel on the ball. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to let it fly. And uh, I don't know, ground the bases, like, wow, I really did it. Because I did want to hit a home run against the Blue Jays. Yep. And um, that was my only home run of the trip. And, you know, kind of ended on a bang last game of uh jnt before covid shut everything down so i was it was pretty surreal and and i mean obviously i i, I know you're kind of you're hard on yourself sometimes at the plate and you know when, when you're struggling um you know you're obviously you're hard on yourself so um what was it like for you not that you struggled too much during that trip but you know i, I definitely know you're expecting yeah. more of yourself so i mean it, it felt even better kind of getting your the monkey off your back a little bit hitting that home run yeah definitely because you know like i i was 
down there to do that, you know, Yeah. to show off my power. And I did struggle at the start because I've never seen pitching that before. Um, so, yeah, it was great to get that off my back, definitely. So, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to move on to uh, mm-hmm. to the Padres. I mean, they're, they're a stacked team. They've already clinched mm-hmm. their playoff spot. I mean, their fans are really rallying around them. I mean, are, are you watching that team at all, or what's that kind of like? Yeah, I mean, I've been following Padres um, because we get to go to the games. And, uh, you know, we're there on the homesteads, obviously. So, like, the last week and a half, they've been here for, I think, like, nine games. And uh, they were just playing Seattle. And, um, you know, just for me to get to watch how they do things on and off the field is pretty cool. And, uh, you know, to get that access, not many kids. I think, like, what, there's 27 of us in the in the alternate site. So, 27 people in the world get to go watch the San Diego Padres um, for free when they're at home. So it's a pretty cool experience. And I mean, yeah, yeah, they're a hot ticket right now. And mm-hmm. you're one of 27 that can go watch. Um, and, and for you, obviously, I mean, we've talked about it, you know, you, you love the hitting side of things. Um, so for you, I mean, how awesome is that to, to get to watch just, I mean, that lineup is just loaded top to bottom. Yeah, so to, to get to watch superstars, you know, like Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, mm-hmm. just, I mean, how enjoyable is that for you? You know, just a big hitting guy. It's great because uh, I get to see how they operate the plate and what they do. You know, um, I really look at what they do in between pitches, you know, because I can see them breathe through breathing um, routines. But a really cool thing is when we're training on the alternate side of the University of San Diego, um, Tommy Pham, I think, had a handmade surgery. Um, he comes and hits with us. You know, he takes live ABs. Um, yeah, he rakes. He hits like 500 every single day. But, uh, like, it's Believe kind that. of a given. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty cool to see what he does at the plate and, like, how he prepares for everything like that. So, you know, it's a pretty good experience. Have you kind of talked to him a little bit? Uh, or does he just kind of do his own thing? He does his own thing. You know, he'll if I ask him a question, he'll answer. But I just kind of like, it, like to observe. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And um, so something new we're kind of doing now. This will be the last question here for mm-hmm. you. Um, so, Kemlo, myself, and George, on one of the previous podcasts, we kind of talked about it. But... Um, you know, Kemlo asked us, what was the most majestic batting practice we've ever seen? So it could be anyone, you know, you've watched yeah. here in Ontario or someone at uh, at a big league field. So I said, Hanley Ramirez, I saw him pretty much every ball he was hitting at the Rogers Center was, was the 500 level. So I don't know if it's someone you saw hitting, you know, in, in San Diego or, but who, mm. who had the most majestic batting practice you've ever seen? The most majestic batting practice I've ever seen is T. Oscar Hernandez on the Blue Jays. And what was that? That was Rogers Center? Yeah, so I went there with my agent, Michael Bonanno, just for a game. You know, we went early to go watch batting practice just to see what's going on. And that guy was going oppo third deck. Like, it was nothing. It was – like, he didn't pull a ball until his last round, and he was going fifth deck. But then he was going, like, oppo tank third deck, like, just waving his arms. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's probably the best BP I've ever seen. Damn, and that's, like, that's a surprising answer for me. But then yeah. when, once it comes out, though, and I hear and I think about how he's just been raking this year for the Blue Jays, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that was the – it was ridiculous. I was, like, I was jaw, jaw dropped because, you know, he's going easy third deck oppo. It's fun to watch. Bombs, bombs yeah. are fun to watch. But uh, anyways, man, I uh, I really appreciate you doing this, Owen. I'm 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 appreciative you came on, and uh, best of luck uh, out in Arizona. We'll be following along, hoping there's a live stream, but uh, <laughs> not banking on it. So I appreciate you coming on, and and uh, best of luck. Thank you, Cam. Alrighty, some awesome stuff there from Owen Casey. And big thanks to him again for uh, for coming on here. And interestingly enough, 
So Josh Naylor, obviously, who reached out to him when he was drafted by the Padres. So just looking back now between uh, when I recorded the opening, uh, when he had scored, well, when he recorded a double early in the game, checking the box score again now, he came through with a home run. So as of right now, he is two for two with a double and a home run um, in what is his postseason debut in Major League Baseball. So unreal for him, good start for him to the postseason. Um, They're trailing 7-2 to the Yankees right now, but uh, on a personal level, uh, some awesome stuff there from Josh Naylor. And so I guess that is the perfect way to exit here for the Canadian Dinger in the postseason. So that does it here for Episode 9 of Watch Your Lips. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and uh, I'm hoping this time next week, when I bring you the next episode, we are hoping that the Blue Jays will still be playing postseason baseball. Have a good one, and watch your lips. Mm -hmm.